G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. On SEN, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Morning, everybody. Sports fans right around the country in the state of Victoria, the city of Melbourne. It's a happy Saturday morning to you all. The Odds Couple here, thanks to Sportsbet, our great friends at Sportsbet who join us every uh, Saturday. They've looked after us from go to woe so far in uh, on The Odds Couple, as has Simon Marshall and David Taggart, who co-host here with me of a morning. Good morning to you both. Good, good morning, Sim. Sim, you uh, speak great. now, fellas. That's what we do on radio. We speak. Great to be here, and I can't wait to listen to our guest today. That we've got on coming in. A Special minute. guest, Michael Poy, coming on in a moment. Uh, you didn't think I was going to get to that. You thought you'd run in and take your glory, like you do to us. Yes, I can sense a bit of negativity again today, David, from the big fellow. Is that what you're feeling? Yeah. yeah I, good morning, everybody. From me. Good morning, everybody. Nice yeah. to be up and about How and alive and well that? and kicking here on a Saturday morning, where the sun's coming up. But I'll tell you what: put a wag over the window. There's a massive boys coming through oh. today. Put a what over the window? A wag over the window. There's oh. a massive boys coming through. It is going to be strong today, that wind, and um, that's going to cause a little bit of a, a bit of a disruption to some of the jocks and the horses at Flemington today. One What's would have a thought. wag? Put a wag over the window. What's a wag it's over like the a, window? A sack, a hessian sack over the oh. window. There's a breeze coming in. Back in Why the old put, days, the diggers used so to say... So that stops this, the water coming through. It makes we waterproofs, it does Albert, we used to go ferreting. Ferreting is a form of catching rabbits, folks. Back in the day where you used to go and net the uh, rabbit holes and then you'd just sneak a little ferret <laughs> down there and then you'd wait and you'd hear the... Bam, bang! A rabbit would jump into the net and then you'd look after that rabbit and, you know, give, you, give yourself a feed. And we'd put a bit of a carcass down at the freshwater creeks there at Albert Park and we'd go freshwater crane. And there was a shack that we all used to stay in. And a couple of the windows, it was fair to say, uh, on the offside... Of the weather, if you like, uh, didn't have wind uh, covers, and old Scrubby, who used to look after us down that way when we used to get out of town and go and uh, look out, uh, get around and you know get involved in the country, he used to say, "Put a wag over that window, son. There's a breeze coming in." And we used to get the hessian sacks and right. uh, put them over the window just to stop the breeze. From okay. Out. Has anyone got any old sayings there that they want to share this morning? Uh, welcome everyone who, if you've just turned your radio okay. on. This is a racing show between 8 and 9 on SEN called The Odds Couple. Uh, we're not out ferreting and rabbiting. And, if I could turn back time, eh? Oh, if we could turn yeah. back time. I'll tell you, a young fellow who's turning back a bit of time uh, is Michael Poy, who's our special guest this morning. We're, we've turned our show a little upside down. We've turned it around, we're have We're very keen to have Michael on. So we're going to touch on our news and plenty of news in racing. We'll touch on that a little later on, but uh, it's good to have young Michael Poy, who's got a full mm. book of rides uh, at headquarters this afternoon, and son he's been good enough. Son of a gun. Mm. Son of Mick Clark. Uh, well, Mick Clark was my sort of vintage. and uh, he's Tactically, eh, Tags? How was tricky oh, Mickey oh. Clark in the saddle tactically uh, when he was up and about at his best riding for the great CSAs? And in Australia, he, was, he used to do the helicopter when he used to ride. Oh, I see. Hey, the back. reins were flying. Sit back yeah, and wail the whip and, and wail the, the rein with the left hand and look like it was a helicopter propeller. He didn't look good. No, he looked like no. a dog with a bad yeah. case of worms. You know what they do when they've got worms? They rub their... Yeah. That's what Mickey looked like, but, I, geez, he was effective. 
well, mate, he was a, what, three-time leading jockey? Uh, Fair to loosen up at oh, Talak. Oh, Japan Cup. But Mickey Poy's making his own oh, waves mate. in this game, and good Lordy me, he's got good hands on him, and he's starting to develop a clock in his head. I love it. Yes, and uh, he's looking forward to talking to us on the odds couple. Thanks to Sportsbet this morning. Michael, good morning to you. No, thanks for having me on. Good, good to have you on. Uh, just finished work, have we? Yeah, just finished track work and um, I've been back home. I'm assuming you're not heading home to you know, some lamb chops, some fried eggs, uh, baked beans on white toast. What do you have on a Saturday morning for brekkie? Um, well, only something small, but we're heading to the gym, go for a run and um, have a look over my form, call all the trainers I'm riding for and uh, get dressed for the races. Fantastic. Is that generally your uh, routine of a race morning? Good morning, Michael. Um, oh, definitely on a Saturday and Wednesdays. Always go to the gym beforehand and just get warmed up, go on the mechanical horse for a little bit. Um, but with country meetings, it's more just get home, um, go for maybe a quick run and have something little to eat and then off to the races. Let's give the just listeners a the country meetings. Are, the country meetings are a little bit further to drive to. You're naturally light, Michael. Um, I walk around probably 52 to 53. Beautiful stuff. Um, Michael, how old are you now? 20. 20 years of age. Beautiful age. Um, the, the, the advantages of um, growing up in a racing family, can you share that with the team? Your father was a champion jockey. Um, can you share your life experiences as a young fella growing up? Um, I was never really around horses uh, as a kid. It was just more... You know, Sky Channel or TVN back then it was, um, was always on the TV or in the car. The only station we listened to was 927. So it was more in that way I was involved in racing but never really were with horses until I started going to the stables at probably 12, 13. Um, my grandpa used to train at Caulfield. Um, so I used to go down there and just pat the horses and little things like that. And then I actually... Um, Went down to Shane Stockdale's one school holidays in about year eight, I believe it was year eight. And um, I lived down there at his place for two or three weeks and credit to them, they're fantastic people, all the Stockdales. And I stayed there and they just taught me the basics. I never knew how to put a head collar on and they just taught me a lot of the basics. And then I was able to go to a place like Caulfield and um, start to learn my way. Well, you're a natural with animals because one of the skills to un- try and understand a thoroughbred when you're on top of them, average of 500 kilos and they've got a mind of their own, is to tap into them. Were you, nat- were you natural with animals? Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, really. Only, uh, to be where I am today, from where I started, I've come a long way. And, but I have had a lot of people help me. I w- wouldn't be here without any of them. And um, that's what you need. It's... You know, you need a lot of help in this game. It's a very hard game to make it by yourself, but uh, lucky enough, I've had a lot of help. Share with us and the listeners, mate, uh, for those who haven't ridden a horse, what are the three things that you must do when you're learning to ride horses? Um, you must keep your heels down, <laughs> always. Uh, back straight and just look good. <laughs> <laughs> and hang on. Is that, is it hang help? on. Yeah. Oh, that's full. Hang on. Yeah. That's full. Is it a tough life being an apprentice jockey? How many days a week do you work, and what's the workload like? Um, it, it, it definitely isn't easy. It's probably one of the hardest jobs, but I find everyone that does it loves it, so it makes it pretty easy. We, You start well, every morning, my alarm goes off 20 past 3 in the morning. Um, off straight off to track work, you probably ride 10 horses in the morning, and then duck home in probably 45 minutes to an hour, depending on where you're riding, and head off to the races, depending if it's at Flemington, it's 45 minutes away. 
at a Chuka, it's three and a half hours away. Um, just depending on where you're riding is how far you're going to drive. And you stay there all day, really, and ride your races and then turn around, head home. You know, you can you start the day at 4 a.m. at Caulfield Track Work and uh, probably get home on an average from 7 to 9 p.m. at night and do it the next day. Amazing. It is a livelihood that uh, needs to be a lifestyle as well. It's the love of it. Um, tell me, mate, uh, with your, f- your mates growing up at school and, um, and those sorts of people, uh, your younger friends, if you like, around the family and whatnot, do you have much time for them? Have you got a nice balance in your life or is it just flat out? Um, it, it was a lot more flat out. When, when I had a claim in the country, I used to go everywhere because um, I, I was able to get good rides everywhere I went. But that I'm, we're, me and my manager and also dad and my family are folk, trying to focus on the city rides a little bit more. So we can, we try to focus on the city rides and have myself 110% for Saturdays and Wednesdays and Friday nights at the Valleys instead of you know working too hard for not much reward. So at the moment, my lifestyle but um, early days it was a lot different. I, I was flat out every day and didn't have time for, for really anything. I was just you have to be so focused in this game to keep heading forward, and um, I think that's the key. You got to always have your head down and your bum up, and just do whatever it takes. Well, you're flying at this time of the year. It's a, an apprentice paradise during the uh, winter carnival here in uh, Victoria. You've reduced your city claim to two. At 20 years of age, you're a young man, um, and you're starting to make uh, good money, great money. Is it is it um, is it mind blowing the fact that ha- well, you're 20 years of age. What type of car do you drive? Um, I drive a Jeep. Yep, and uh, also that also the Victorian jockeys uh, school and schooling help you look after your finances this day and age. And investment portfolios are very important for young men like yourself. Uh, do you own your own house yet? They are for sure. Um, I actually just bought a little townhouse um, not long ago. But credit to the Ron Hall and Matt Pumper, Darren Gauchy, Melissa Wedley, and everyone at Racing Victoria. They set up a system where you, we when we ride a winner. All our, our all our prize money and riding, they go into a special account, and um, we can't access them unless we go through one of those people to get our money. So you, you can't just pull your money out to say I want to go on a big holiday or I want to buy new clothes. They they only let it out for certain reasons. And right. actually, Dad Dad's always been probably on the smarter side with his money. And he when I turned 18, he he never let me buy a car. And you could imagine how much driving I was doing. <laughs> Um, when I was riding at 18, he didn't let me buy a car until I was all, probably only eight months ago. Yeah. Um, he said, they're a waste of money, don't worry about buying one. So mm. I used to just drive his old old car around and that did the job, but it started to have a few little problems with the kilometres we're doing. Well, you've got great people around you and the Victorian Jockey Club uh, race, uh, v- um, Jockey Association do a fantastic job. Your father, Mick, was a champion jockey. And just before we rip into your rides today and you've got some crackers, uh, how does he help you tactically? Is it uh, great fun to sit down with your dad and go through a couple of old highlights of him riding multiple Group 1 winners and Melbourne Cups and talking tactics this day and age? Um, oh, we, we, we're not, we don't really go through a heap of his replays. More, um, we watch a lot of Damien Oliver's, Craig Williams... Um, because it's different riding back then. You can't do what he they used to get away with now. Um, so the, the races are a little bit irrelevant. But we have watched a lot of his old replays and even people like Darren Be- Darren Beeman, Darren Gauchy, all those great jockeys. But um, look, he'll probably be at home right now on the way home, and he'll be he'll be sitting there going through my rides and 
um, planning a little course out and trying to figure out the best way we can win on them. David Taggart just said uh, before, Michael, that uh, your father had, what would you call it, helicopter yeah. hands. Yeah, it was like he, he was like a propeller. Your old man, Mick. Uh, he used to he used to wail the whip in the right hand, and then he'd get the left hand reins, and he'd go side to side with it, and he was all in sync, and it just looked like a helicopter propeller. And we used to give it to your I old man too. I used to say it was a bit like the windmill. Yeah, that's it, the windmill. Yeah, get the windmill. Yeah, correct. Well, it was very effective. He made a great name for himself in the saddle, as you are, Michael Poy. Um, let's have a look at your rides at Flemington today. And you kick off in race one with a cracking ride on Packadali for trainer Lindsay Smith. Uh, the mile and a quarter suits him at Flemington. Yeah, it does. He, he loves the 2000. Um, I've been following this horse just really because uh, a lot of apprentices have been riding him and they're my main danger. So I've been keeping a close eye on him. He ran super first up in... Um, First up, this prep at Caulfield. He only got beaten two and a half. It was over a mile, but he's just seemed to improve every start until he, he had that win. He, he won quite confident, confidently that time. And last start, I think he was just a little bit uh, stiff, maybe. He just wanted to run around a bit. But look, he's now at Lindsay Smith. He's down at Warnable on the beach. And hopefully, if they've found a length or two out of him, he should be pretty quite hard to beat. Okay, that's uh, Pacadali in race one, and he's in the market, and he's very popular with punters. 11.50, we kick off at Flemington today. He's at $5.50 with Sportsbet. I'm telling you, race two, there's been a bit of money for this horse. He loves the straight at Flemington over 1,200. Race two, number six. Um, he's a straight specialist, this horse. We'll be back. We'll be definitely worse in midfield, but I think the straight suits him well. He's up to the 1,200, which is... Bet, probably better over. He's recently, he's been over the 11s, and last start was over the 12, but in a listed race, won by Malibu Stoll, who you would have seen ran third to Jungle Edge um, last start in Group 3, so the form stacks up there, but I rode this horse um, at Caulfield probably four or five starts ago, and I got right back on it. It was 1,100, and they went too quick for me, and it stormed home. It ran the quickest last 600 metres of the whole day, mm. um, and then after that, I, I wanted to ride it next start at uh, Flemington, but I ended up having to ride a horse called Passfuls, which I actually came out and beat it only by about half a length, mm. and Passfuls went on from there to win. It won, it's won four in a row now, mm. and then I'm telling you, went to Flemington again down the straight, and I had to ride Milwaukee, which I beat it again on, only by point one. <laughs> but um, look, it, its runs have been super. It's in flying form, and Ash has got her team flying, and Amy, so hopefully they can... um produce it today. It should be right there. Good lordy me. They'll be happy to have you on. I'm telling you. Uh, race two, number six. 650 into 550. Good push. Race five, number two. Fragonard. She gets a chance today at Flemington in race five. Yeah, it's my first ride for um, James Cummings and the team at Godolphin. Um, pretty excited to have a ride for them. We've, we've drawn well. We look to have a little bit of speed. These apprentice races, sometimes they go quite quick in them. Sometimes they go quite slow. So you just have to really get a gauge on the speed in the first furlong or two, but look off its form, I thought its last run wasn't too bad, it was in a benchmark 90 which is much higher than most of the rest have been running in, we only got beaten 1.2, It's even its run in Sydney in a benchmark 94 was a big run, um, beaten by Passage of Time, which would be pretty hard to beat in this race, Passage of Time also beat it um, last prep I believe, but look if it finds its winning form, it should be right there
All right, that's Fragonard, $6. We can't go through all your rides. We're running out of time. Michael Poy riding at Flemington today. Race 7, number 1, Sylvia's mother. Been one of the best backed runners with sports bet today. She seems to be the class runner. $2.50 into two twenty. Race 7, number 1, Sylvia's mother for Team Hawks. Um, it, is, it definitely is the class runner. Uh, I saw they scratched Tell Me, which was hopefully a good sign. But last start was a beaten favourite, although not beaten far. But the prep before that, it was quite dominant, winning four four starts in a row. But it might have just taken a, a run to get back to its peak fitness this time, which I'm hoping, which was last run. And um, they actually, the Hawks, Team Hawks, they brought Tell Me down to Melbourne for the first time. I believe this is this horse's first time coming to Melbourne. And... They got the cash to tell me first up in Melbourne, so hopefully they can do it with this one again. It's what? undefeated second up too, Sylvia's mother, so she hits his race second up, so that's a good push too. This is a good push. There you go. Well, Michael, when you've got David Taggart riding with you, it's going to be one hell of a day for you at headquarters today, be assured. And thanks for giving us your time this morning. Keep up the hard work, and uh, the success will follow as it uh, has so far in your career. No, thank you very much. Good on you, Michael Poy, joining us there, folks, uh, on The Odds Couple. Speaks very well. Does, Mm. doesn't he? Very, very impressive young man. Mm. Son of a gun, what do you expect? On SEM, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. And the Sir John Monash, the Sir John S. The Sir John Monash Stakes for the third time. Like, oh, I don't know how to butcher the English language. <laughs> the John Monash Stakes. I think we might have just got another one then too. Oh. I think you might have called the um, English language. Did you then? English language. The butcher language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh tags. Uh, you always take it in very... You know, I like it. You, you take it in good humour. I, lo- I love your attitude. Love your attitude. You're a real pain in the butt sometimes. Hey, but big, thick skin, it, mate. Thick generally, skin. your attitude's good. OK, let's get on to um, uh, what caught during the Michael Poy. We've, we've thrown things around uh, a little bit this morning, but um, the news of the week now, what caught your ISD, Marshall? Oh, I've come in prepared this week, thanks to Trenner, our producer. We, we, uh, on the coverage yesterday, Racing.com representing the Monash. I saw you Sports break into song yesterday this on Racing.com. <laughs> Race four. Now, we love the battlers getting a result, don't My we? My word, love don't it. We? What, Hayes is singing one by eight? Yeah, no, they battling, are Race four, Tags. Okay. Race four. Race that was four. Race two, David. Do you know John Tom? Thom? Who? John Thom. Who? He's a trainer. No, who's he play for? Do you, know, do you know Denny Smith? Who? <laughs> Race four. They purchased this horse for $5,000. Let's just go to the audio. Ian in front, drew a length in front of Ian, a rather paper boy, and then came Gone Rogue, but it's Ian in front, and Ian on debut wins it from paper boy Gone gets a Ra, Magnus, Cirrus, Barragabana, Black Sea. Baz has stopped quickly in the straight. Exciting times. He only costs, what, three or $4,000 a ewing? 5000 Looks like yeah. a, uh, a pretty cheap purchase now. Yeah, I bought him because I like the way he made. <laughs> Ian, Ian, Ian. He bought him because He's he liked the way Alan, he made. Alan, Alan, where's Steve, Steve, Steve? There was a horse called Bazza, Bazza, Bazza in the race too. He bought it for 5000 because he loved the way it made. He what? He... He loved the way the horse neighed at him. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> and he bought it. What's he wrong with that? It was fair. Hey? Uh, four What's legs ahead, a tail, walk, confirmation, pedigree. There's got to be other stuff that comes into it, doesn't there? Well, it probably did. But what's wrong with a horse having a strong whinny? If it's got a strong whinny, it could mean a number of things. Go ahead. Tell well, me more. Could, could yeah. have you know, a, a larger larynx than normal, so it'll get more air down into its lungs, get put more oxygen through the body, enable it to gallop at its top speed for longer. You're serious, aren't you? 
I've been around so yearling sales for 30 years and some of the things people look for are extraordinary and sometimes one of them is, you know, if a, if a horse puts its head over the ground, meh, I'm going to pop that thing. You know, it can't get in the air and slums it. But if a colt puts his head over the door and goes, Oh. Im- imagine, it's on. imagine getting it's beat like on Mr. one. Mr. Ed. Oh, that's dumb, mate. That's imagine right. getting beat off one. Get, get, getting off one that you've just got beat on. Just say, imagine if this had a stronger nay, it would have won. Hey? Oh, there are many so different things. John beauty Thom- lies in the eyes of the beholder. So the John Thom and Denny Smith, well $5,000, first up, got the cash. It was remarkable stuff. Ian, Ian, Ian wins yesterday at uh, packing them on the synthetic. So what's the name? What's wrong with the name Ian? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, who would call a horse Ian? What's his stable name? Good question. I raced, I raced a horse called by Nassie Paw, once called Kevin. Kevin? Well, there was a horse called Bazza in the race. I mean, we'll love what's it, don't we? Nothing's wrong with Ian. Nothing's wrong with it at all. I love it. I just keep... I have this little head, this little head in the back of my head going... Remember the little... Uh, what are they, me yeah, I think going, it's a voice Alan, in the back Alan, of your head. Alan, Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> anyway, just quickly, hey, did you see the trial yesterday? Team Godolphin stepped oh, out. Oh, oh. Elise, Kiyomichi, Hartnell, best of days. They stepped out uh, yesterday and Elise is absolutely flying. Avilius looked fantastic. So on uh, SEN Racing, folks, on the Twitter handle, we're opened up the poll. Which is the best horse in the Godolphin stable? Avilius, Elise, microphone or others? Jump on SEN Racing on the Twitter handle. On SEN, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Into our what caught your eye this week, uh, Simon? You mentioned the Godolphin stable. Uh, gee, they've got some, got you know, they can have a big hand come springtime. There's a trial there in Sydney yesterday, and they had four or five in that that are just outstanding horses. Yep. So we set out uh, once again, folks, and I'll tell you what the punters and um, the crew, the odds couple crew, have uh, jumped on the Twitter handle here. Villius is a 29 percent, Elise 38 percent, as Godolphin's best. Thoroughbred this coming spring. Microphone's 24%. He's starting to get a rally. And then we whacked in others there. And the others coming through a liar, which won the Blue Diamond. Remember Tenley? She was undefeated. Tenley, the grey filly. Going into yeah. a golden slipper. She looked impressive. So jump on the Twitter handle. I can't believe best Racing. Of Where's best of days? Currently, Elise is 38% and in front. Best with of microphone days. Best of days. Is that a European horse? Best yeah, of days. he's over, yeah. Yeah, he had a yeah. bleed, remember, and he yeah. popped three months. Remember, uh, he didn't, wouldn't walk in the gates? Yep. Uh, yep. It was Caulfield. He stood yeah. in the gates, didn't jump, and then they had a lot of gate practice, gate practice, gate practice, and then, unfortunately, he had to go out for three months. So what have you heard of best of days? He goes all right. He's a group one winner. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. He Good to see wild, that. Uh, Flemington, Cantala, was it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, Good to that microphone finding some boys. Oh, well, it knows, it knows well too, doesn't it? Uh, Anthony it? Cummings, this yesterday, Villiers is going to be a really interesting preparation. I think we're going to see him basically all the way through up to 10 furlongs, no further. Anthony, I don't Anthony think or gonna... James? Good little uh, interview James by Cummings, Grace sorry. Ramage from Racing.com, well Big Sim. And um... I saw that yesterday on your channel. That was before you broke into a Van Halen song. I think it was Jump. You broke into uh, just out of nowhere mid-afternoon. I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> that was... folks, what Russell's now doing is going through his his textbook. Yep. To find out 
uh, a little more about Avilius or when that interview with James Cummings was on? Now, because what I want to tell doing? you is, um, obviously, the futures markets are very important when it comes to these horses trialling. Um, and Mystic Journey is $4.60 early favourite for a Cox Plate. She's on her way there for the million-dollar um, bonus now. $6 is Avilius' second pick. Mm. And Elise at 34, best of days, I think, is in that 34 bracket with Hartnell. The old boy trialled up well, too. The Evergreen. He's got to be the Benjamin Button. Oh, he does, doesn't, doesn't he, Hartnell? Yeah, you're right. I yeah. love him. Yeah. So once again, RSN Racing on the Twitter handle. Vote for your uh, who you think will be Godolphin's number one horse this spring. And, and tomorrow, big big day on in Singapore. Got a lot of representation with the jockeys going over there for the Singapore uh, uh, Derby. Hey, Tommy Berry, Ben Mallum, uh, Billy Pike's going over. Boss, he'll be there from Sydney after after Sydney today. Well, it's a cash grab. It's great for Cranji yeah. to have all Well, Durek will be riding in it. He's over there, Vlad. Yeah, yeah, leading jockeys to get over there and be invited. It's great for them to pop over and bilst the, uh, oh, what are they, what's the uh, word? Uh, bolst the jockey ranks there at Cranji for their uh, Group 1 Singapore Derby meeting. Tommy Berry, Benny Mellon. William Pike, can he ride a winner outside of Perth? I know. There's another question Terry from the Bailey uh, group. Terry Bailey will be chairing. Yeah? Yeah. He'll be up there. Can Willie ride a winner outside of Perth? I mean, strike rate's not good. So he does crew, go all right in Singapore. He's ridden a few winners there. The odds couple crew might help us there. Yeah. What about that horrendous racing community up north of Victoria, New South Wales? You know, there's Everest. It's in oh. the news again. You know, Godolphin have got one of the two slots up for grabs. The Melbourne Racing Club have bought another one. Yeah, you've had you know, a they're going to have the, about this. Well, no, I haven't. No, 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 no. I think it's the Australian racing what's going on. Right. Because it might open a few of the and eyes that have been shut in Victoria for the last 53 years. So what's your be in your bonnet now? I don't have a be in my bonnet. I think as as you know, those, those horrible people who have no goodwill for racing up there in New South Wales. Though, how dare our carnival. Suddenly one of <laughs> Victoria taken a slot in the race and said you win the Scalacci on the week before? The week before, you go up and you fill our slot in the in the Everest for $14 million. Absolutely s- brilliant thinking. So suddenly... The Scalacci so has to back up and travel in that week. The Scalacci was stiff a, cheddar. You're kidding me. Group two, group two sprint a week out of the Everest. Yeah, oh, And in effect, since they launched the Everest Big Sim, uh, the... Scalacci at Group 2 level has um, been affected by that because the, the when you have a look at the, the fields on the day, um, all the best horses are in Sydney. It's, it's been, what do you call it, decimated. So. Well, wouldn't they say if you win the Oakley Plate, we'll give you a slot? Mightn't be... Uh, at least then you've got six months to prepare for the race. No, that, that's not the idea of it. The, the, the idea is the promotion of it. DJ's it's home. the immediacy of it. That's the immediacy all. of it is... Race, go up to Sydney, race for $40 million. Hey, how exciting is that? How exciting? Oh. You and I walk on track. Stop, stop the, the animal husbandry. Oh, you can't back up in seven days. Fair dinkum. They're that fit at that time of year. They could back up in three it's days. The travel, it's the travel as well. It's not just the Does backing Does it add up, more it's, intrigue, it's, though, if the Scalacci Group 2 winner gets an automatic... It'd be nice if the Scalacci was two it weeks. Does. Not, not, not a week. I'd, you know, I just don't Brilliant. like the backing up and the travel. I'm with, I'm with the New York, New York Giants and his fancy bends. Bring it, absolutely brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. Good for Australian racing. Australian racing. Oh, yeah. we can different jurisdictions and we can all can we? Of course we can. Frankston's Get, a big fan. We know he won a lot of money on sort. Mm-hmm. Throwing that in there. 
best Take the tunnel vision glasses off, Victoria, and uh, keep uh, innovating nice. and make sure we embrace and uh, take advantage of every opportunity that's presented to us. Because yes. that's yeah. exactly what the Everest has done and Melbourne Racing Club have done it. Well done to the Melbourne Racing Club. I think that was absolutely fantastic. You finished? Oh, yes. <laughs> Go on. What have you got? Where do you sit on it? Natural Willa. Where do you sit on? No, oh, no let's not go to Nash. I backed you about five minutes ago when you yeah, started your rant. No, but I was still ranting then. Oh, I wasn't sorry, listening to no. you. Yes, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for the uh, Group 2 Scholarchi winner to gain an automatic uh, entry and run, um, take their place in the Everest. It just builds the fact that the best sprinters are up there. And let's face it, um, uh, with the new inclusion of the jockey bonuses, which we spoke about last week, uh, more prize money for jockeys to stay in Victoria. On the same day, the Caulfield Guineas days run, Group 1 Caulfield Guineas, multiple Group 1 races and group races at Caulfield on the same day. Look, if you don't have a great ride in the Everest, you're going to stay home, aren't you? You follow where the best horse is. 0433981116. Is the Everest yeah. and this war between Victoria and New South Wales good for racing or not? Is it good for racing or not? Yes or no? Well, we're talking about it, so it has to be a positive, doesn't it? 0433 Let's get some views from our listeners whether uh, this little uh, mini war between Victoria and New South Wales Tax, is, do you see that on the is rundown? good at the end of the day. Do you see that on the rundown? No, I've made that no, up. The, yeah. No, no, we, nothing. 0433 Is it good for racing? Yeah, um, New South Wales and Victoria war. I don't see it on the rundown. And he's just called for the crew, the odds, the odds couple crew, to call in and debate on it. <laughs> Jesus, he added that. You in wanted the to talk about National Willa? Sorry, David, I spoke over you then. Although you don't Got agree with call, me, so he? I don't mind speaking over you. Uh, <laughs> National Willa, what's he doing? He's making a return after eighteen months. What's uh, he been doing for eighteen first months? First of August, uh, he's had a little bit of a holiday right. after a little incident in Hong Kong, and uh, it'd be great to see him back. Uh, is he riding in Sydney or Melbourne? Tell us, if, if I was an owner, Simon O'Donnell, you're Sydney an owner. or Melbourne? No, he's in Sydney. Sydney, starting in Sydney. You're an owner, and you yep. ask the question, why would I put Nashville Willer on David Taggart? What is it about him? He's a gun. He's, he, he's, he, for, for, a, for a bloke who doesn't carry a lot of muscle on him, he's one of the strongest riders you'll, you'll get. He, he not only can lift a horse, he, he can give one a good whack around the backside, and his judgment of pace is he's, he's second none. He's been off for 18 months, so it might take him that, that, you know, three to four weeks to get his eye back in, but as soon as he's up and running, and if he gets the support, which he should, because he's too good not to, he'll be uh, he'll be one of the leading contenders next season. We were talking about uh, champion jockey and uh, Michael Clark uh, back in the day, the 90s, 80s, late 80s and 90s. Michael Clark dominated for yeah. CSAs. He had an unusual... The weir, uh, what, windmill, as, the as windmill. Michael said. Well, how does Na- Nashua Willis got the chicken wing sort of yeah, it, the, high shoulder? Sort when he of. when he rode in Hong Kong, he was he was nicknamed fried he was nicknamed fried rice because it was like a, like an Asian uh, stirring the fried rice. It's a wag, it's flapping, doesn't he? And, he, and, and our and the brother, Gracie, the egg beater, you okay, big fella. <laughs> you with us? How how aggressive is he? Like tactically, he doesn't give an inch. Does he doesn't he? give an inch. Been suspended he'll a few all, times. He'll lay all over you. He, yeah, let's riding yeah. for just being so aggressive. Yeah, you can't push Nash day. out the way. He's, he's just like good. the big fella when he played for Australia in the Canary yeah. Yellow. On SEN, the Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. 
Thanks for sports bet. That's why we're here uh, Saturday morning. Uh, the odds couple, David Taggart, Simon Marshall, Simon O'Donnell with you. We've had an interesting poll going this morning. Uh, read the Godolphin horses. You're going to update us on that a little bit, Jock? Yes, uh, which is the best, um, do you think, the best uh, horse from Team Godolphin heading into this spring. Now, Avilius has replaced Elise 38% on Twitter. Uh, this... This is uh, SEN Racing on the Twitter handle. A 38% for Avilius. Elise now 33%. Microphone at 20 And 9% others, including Liar, Tassort, and Blue Point gets a run. Nicky Egan listening. Thank you. That's all? Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, you're needed again now Sorry, because we're going to go through show, the Nick Egan. best back runners at Huge headquarters fan of the today show. before we get into David Taggart's and potty. A um, bit... Uh, a bit Coolish, isn't he, Tags, on the quaddy just at the moment? Oh, and the Tex is coming in too. They're, they're all over it too. They're, yeah. they're bombing it. has got a lift. Yeah. It's fair oh. to say. Well, mate, you're actually mate, coming in on a Saturday to try and win us a few oh. shekels, not lose us well, those shekels. Mate, it's winter, you... it's winter mate. Yeah. Like, I mean, mate. I'm in hibernation. Do you put enough work into your studies? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, come on. Can't have a bad trot. No, what, no punters out there hasn't backed I... some winners on a Saturday? Tags, Turn yeah. it up. You know, it's a, it's a long time in football. Yeah, thank you, isn't true. It? A week's a long okay. time in football. Yeah. Is it? Well, it's been four, so well, this is thoroughbred Let's racing. move on. And, folks, right here, right now, we say... Get your pens, pencils and crayons and have your form guides be ready. Because these are the best-backed runners with Sportsbet running at Flemington today. Race one's a 1,400-metre mare's race. El Questro, she was unlucky last start. She can run the 1,400 metres. And $4.80 into $2.90. El Questro, the best-backed runner. Pop Queen is next best. $8 into $5. So the numbers are four. And two in a race one. Tags, your tips. Not yet, mate. Oh. Oh. But how many yeah, weeks have you been night. doing this yeah, show? Exactly. Seriously? No, how on many a... weeks have you been doing this show? Another, I was on another program right there. Clearly. How many shows can you do in one week? I mean, fair dinkum. <laughs> Welcome back after the break. You're listening to The Odds Couple. Now, can, can I just... <laughs> My what, name's Darren what, what Gouchy, your... and he, these are the best-backed runners. Race two at Flemington today. Over what were your race one best-backed runners? Can you just... It's like number four, four? Four and two. Yeah, what, what, what was number four? Was number four El Questro? No. Race oh, one at Flemington. No. No. What are we doing? Oh. Dear me. Are you on the right uh, 2,000 oh, metre? Oh, no. Hang on a minute. Oh, no. Come on, mate. Mascalino. Mascalino's the four. It'll just win. Pacadali's the one. Hang on a minute. I'm two weeks I'm two weeks ago. Oh, no. <laughs> what program are we on? <laughs> No, no, see, I oh, went come back. come on, man. I, I, went, I don't care where you went back to. I went back to have a look at me, uh, me uh, tips from last week. Let's well, get through this quickly before well, started, we okay. dig a bigger hole. So, yeah. Apologies, he's everywhere, he's apologies everywhere. folks. I was two weeks ago at Flemington uh, <laughs> researching. Oh, I do apologise. Race one is a mile and a quarter race, and Michael Poy is riding Pacadale. We spoke with him earlier. The numbers here are four and two. Muscolino and Karzoff, four and two. That's where the money is with sports bet. Yippee. Race two is a 1,200-metre benchmark 70. I'm back. I've got my head back where it should be. Number three, serious suspect, $4. I know where it was. From 440. And the second best backed runner is number six. I'm telling you, Michael Poy's ride, 650 into 550. Six and three. Wow, we. 
Race three is an 1800 metre two year old race, and we're going with presently 550 into $3.80, number eight, and number two, Huntley Castle's been popular, $4 into $3.70. So those numbers are eight and two. Race three at Flemington. Race four, we're going with two and three. Sasco's been the best backed runner, 850 into 480. Yeah, geez. Better when ridden on speed, this horse, having a really good prep. And then, of course, you have Lord Belvedere, number three, steady at the $2.70. So numbers two and three is where the money is, race four, Flemington. So turn my page. Race five is a 1,400-metre fillies and mares, benchmark 90. Jeez, special diva. and apprentice race. She's on the backup. This is our Questro. She's been the best backed runner. She is number eight, and it's five fifty into five dollars. The second best backed runner is Rat with a Gold Tooth, six fifty into five dollars fifty. Eight and nine, the two best backed runners race five. This is the first leg of the Quaddy, folks. Sixteen hundred metres for three year olds, and the best backed runner. Oh, he won by eight lengths nice. on debut on a synthetic track. Number nine, Killer Valley, three forty into three ten. The second best back runner is Faistos. Number one, nine mm. and one, race six. David, your selections for the quaddy. And they say I've lost today. Anyway, yeah, but, uh, before we get going, our lovely. Uh, sponsors of Sportsbet. Have they got any great specials on for today? Yes, they do. We're racing at Flemington and also Randwick between races one and five. If you place a fixed odds bet and your horse runs second or third, you guessed oh, oh, oh. it, you get up to 50 bagging bonus. That's a great bets. bonus. Anyway, so we'll we'll go to the first leg. As you say, uh, Killer Valley, you won't see a, an easier win than last start winning by eight lengths on the Ballarat Synthetic. Uh, Mr. Exclusive, number two, he's way over the odds here at $14, probably because of the barrier. He does drop in grade a after uh, getting beaten one of the finals a fortnight ago here. Uh, he has to go in. And, of course, Fassos, uh, Sydney Horsey. He's on the quick backup, though, from last week. I actually uh, don't know what Huey was doing on him last week. He didn't give him any favours, and he still was a convincing win um, first time he got up over a trip. So I've gone a little bit wide because a few of these have drawn terribly in the car park. So the numbers here are 1, 2, 3, 6 and 9. Can't go from the Scalacci to the Everest, but... No, correct. Oh, oh. Okay, Simon. 1 and 6, race 7, Sylvie's mother, one of the best-backed runners with sports bet running today, 250 into 225. One and six in race seven, David. I'm um, all over the top of here, Sylvia's mother. I'd like to take it one out, but I don't want to get the backlash from uh, one Scoobo Donald. Uh, mate, she drops back. I know she got beaten as a twos on pop first up. She she drops back into her own own age here. He's undefeated second up, as we said, with Michael Poy. And I will throw in number four, my pendant. Was very consistent in her first prep. Looks to have come back and matured nice into a nice filly. And I can see her running a fresh race. So she goes in for value, so the numbers are one and four. Fantastic. Good stuff. Yeah, come on. Race Quick. eight. Oh, you normally... Quick. Race eight. Uh, three and Quick. seven. Reykjavik and New Universe is where the money is with yeah. Sportsbet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Reykjavik uh, could not have been more impressive winning in the winter final. Uh, Organza draws to get a soft uh, lead, uh, soft uh, run throughout and will box seat. So the numbers here are three, seven, eight and ten. Race nine, folks. This is the quaddy and where the money is with Sportsbet. Eleven and two... G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.